Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here joined remotely this evening by Mr. Roy Hancock and Mr. Lee Hancock. How's it going, going on, guys? guys? How are you doing over there, Nick? Well, you're a bit sick of mate. The the spicy the spicy cough got me this week. Uh, the spicy cough, spicy, spicy pee. The COVID lockdown this week. So doing this episode remotely, um, I tell you what, it's uh, it's a blessing that we weren't doing it the last couple of days because it would be uh, it just wouldn't be happening for me. So today is the first day in probably three or four that I can actually get out of bed and walk to the toilet and piss on my own accord. So happy days. You're a trooper. You're a trooper. But the show Glad goes on, you. doesn't it, fellas? After you know, last week you were you were struck down ill, bro. Lee, you're just no good. The, myself this week. Lee, you're the pillar of health at the moment, my man. I am. I'm healthy. And that's good. Next week you'll be struck down by the swine flu or something. You won't get a bowler. <laughs> a bowler. <laughs> that's a flashback to 2008. 20, yeah, simpler <laughs> times. Yeah. Nevertheless, it's awesome to be back with you, gents. Once again, we've got. Mm. Well, we had slated for last week, but we've tied it across to this week. What we're going to do is give our top five power rankings and our bottom five power rankings. Now, I'll kind of explain how we're going to do that when we get into it momentarily. Um, We'll go through some odds and ends as well. Before we do so, though, a bit of quick housekeeping, a big shout out to the cover and stadium scene, helping keep us, keeping us global, really, across the US, Mm. Canada and Australia, um, ensuring our good name and our good work gets out to the masses out there. So certainly appreciate everything they're continuing to do. Guys, as well, my NBL show will be back as of Monday or Tuesday, pending um, scheduling. But after a little layoff there to the Boomers game last week, certainly looking forward to getting into that one as well. Guys, let's get into a couple of quick odds and ends from me. Now, during the week, both Detroit's Isaiah Stewart and the Grizzlies' Desmond Bain Suffered a sprained right big toe. Both men will be out for two to three weeks or will be re-evaluated at that point. Um, But certainly a bit of a blow for the Grizzlies in particular there for Bain, Mm -hmm. who's absolutely been dominating alongside Jar. Um, I just guess tying in with that news, how do you think the Grizzlies will be able to kind of keep their momentum going without without Bain in the lineup? Oh, well, they're obviously going to take a take a hold. Not not completely, but Bain, like you said, was on a tear, um, and now he's out of the picture. And it's such a I've said it before with toe in, toe injuries, but it's such a niggling injury. It's not like yeah. you've broken your arm. It's not like you've you know sprained sprained something. You've yep. you've hurt your big toe, which is such an insignificant part of your body, yep. um, and it's going to put you out three to three to four weeks. Oh, it hurts. So currently yeah, sitting and, nine, to, nine and six row. Do you think this mm. will, you know, they'll be able to keep afloat, keep in touch with the top couple of seeds within the West, or do you think it will really impact their uh, their next couple of weeks? Uh, well, look, there's no doubt that Desmond Bain is an integral part to this Memphis Grizzlies lineup. He's alongside Jar Morant. They're sort of like the Batman and Robin of the, of this lineup. In saying that, we've seen when Jar's gone down in the past, and yes, they play different roles for their team, but they've been able to have other players step up when one of their key soldiers goes down. And I think they've been really renowned for that over the last season and a bit. So I think they'll still be in and around the pitcher, but far out. It's never ideal to have someone, even if he's not your number one option, to go down. And um, as Lee was saying, these toe injuries, yeah. um, they're, they're sort of deceiving because it, it seems like it's not a big deal, but... In terms of playing basketball, there'd be nothing worse than playing with a bung toe. So I hope we can see him back out there. That's a that's a fun word, isn't it? A bung, bung. Is that just an Australian term? I don't know. Maybe our international listeners will be a bit confused by that one. Yeah, might have to uh, throw that out to the ether, and uh, you know, if you are a a listener from abroad, let us know if that is just an Australian little uh, a little saying there. Is there a? Is it just quickly? Is there a player in the NBA with bigger biceps? Man, the, the guy, on. The Ooh, guy that's all. built, like in terms of just out now, kind of, I guess, muscle for size, he's just, yeah. like, like he's just pure muscle. He's just pure uh, lean muscle. You'd hate to kind of uh, like, you know, come face to face with him in a dark alley or like, <laughs> I, I tell you what, I reckon he'd have huge potential as an NFL player. Yeah, he's got like, that build, doesn't he? He's kind of, kind of short, not like not real short, but, you know, relatively short by NBA standards, real stocky. 
Um, I reckon he'd be able to, to lay a sack or two. No, I think he would be. I think you're onto something. Guys, here's a little question for you. Coming up to Christmas, now, it was announced during the week, Michael Jordan's son is dating Scotty Pippen's ex-wife, Larsa Pippen. <laughs> the question I wanted to tie in with this, who do you think will host Christmas lunch? Oh, <laughs> oh, MJ okay. there would be happy to have the whole crew over? Or do you think it would be, uh, you know, everyone will kind of be going off to do their own thing on Christmas Day? Uh, that's a that's a really good question, actually. Um, I think there might be a few separate Christmas events on on that particular day. I don't think it'll be as communal as as, as you'd as like. But, it. Um, how awkward is that? That's just I, I what saw is Buddy Pippen's wife and getting around with every single man under the you know on planet Earth? It's ridiculous. What do, what do you reckon, poor Scotty's thinking, Lee? Like he's uh, <laughs> I tell you what, the guy can't buy a trick. His whole his whole life pretty much he's lived in the shadows of Michael Jordan, and now he's almost living in the shadows of his son. They feel bad for him. Who was the other? I swear, another NBA player. Yeah, who was it? It was. Uh, I know she. She. I don't know the NBA player, but she did date Future. The, yeah, the that's rapper. It. So that's who I'm thinking of. Is but I feel a, like there a, was an NBA player too. There was. I can't remember her. <laughs> I feel like that's a significant downgrade going from Future, who's one of the well, most well-known rappers, to Michael Jordan's son. <laughs> Even though he's got the name linked there, like you think it's a backdoor he, entry into MJ himself. What's that? Sorry. You think it's a backdoor entry into MJ himself? Oh, you reckon she's trying to make her way chain. up to the big dog? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't mind that that train of thought. Um, she's probably just step by step. Yeah. First, first step getting into his lounge room, and then who knows after that? I tell you what, that would be that would make for some must-watch TV if that did eventuate. I tell you <laughs> what, the dynamics between father and son, then between MJ and Pippin, priceless, priceless. Ooh, I'd love to see it. Other news during the week, fellas, Steve Kerr notified the media that James Wiseman will be sent to the G League affiliate team, Mm. the Santa Cruz Warriors, for an extended period of time. Now, this comes off the back of a pretty disappointing start to his campaign, seven points, four rebounds so far. The former number two overall pick um, just looks like a guy who's really, really low on confidence, and hopefully Mm. by doing this, like I think it's certainly necessary, hopefully he can get some really good quality reps in. because he, he's he's been a bit of a catastrophe this this year so far. Where's it, where's his career at in your mind then, Nick? Like, do you think James Wiseman is a guy who will go down? It, in the scheme of things, it's yeah. very early days, but it hasn't been good signs so far. Do you think he's going to go down as one of these players who is a well-known bust, particularly given he was taken as high as he was? Or do you reckon there's still time for him to turn that around? Potentially, like, he doesn't... He's, like... His time at the Golden State Warriors might be coming to an end. Sometimes all it takes is a change of scenery. We've Absolutely. seen with, um, you know, a few different Laurie players Markinen, over the last few years. Laurie is a key season. example. Yeah, yep. exactly right. What do you reckon? Uh, I think this is kind of a make or break point for him. Uh, I really think he needs to, as I said, he's so low on confidence. He needs to get to really good quality reps in and make the most of this, this chance down in the G League and really kind of assert himself. Just... I guess put that belief back within himself that he can actually play ball at a high level. Um, I likewise tend to agree that a change of scenery could be could be necessary, um, but hopefully for the Warriors' case that he can build a little bit of value back up through the G League. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. thus far he's, it's it's looking like a uh, a pick that's gone down the drain essentially. So, Lee, for yourself, what do you think for Wiseman? Still got still got potential there. He's, I think he's still got potential. A lot of the lack of confidence, I feel like, would come from missing out on that, being a part of that finals group actually on the court as well. Yeah. Um, in terms of a <clears throat> change of scenery, I think Golden State has one of the best player development kind of coaching staffs in the league. So I don't know if that would be the case. Like you look at Jordan Poole and what he started as in his rookie year to where he is now. I'd say he's probably in the the best spot that he could be. He just needs to work on his, I guess, commitment levels and his and his confidence. Well, let me pose this to you, Lee, as our resident Hornets fan. Now, you know, we've spoken about for a very, very long time the, the Hornets needing a centre. Um, mm-hmm. They're in this phase of building, you know, a younger call, a mellow bowl. We've seen James Booknight get some more opportunity this season, et cetera, et cetera. What do you think about, you know, a young, a young player who's, 
You know, he's still very, very early on in his career and his journey thus far. What would you think about bringing him to the Hornets, a, a franchise that certainly doesn't have the limelight thrust on them nearly as much as the Warriors? Let him kind of settle into a starting role without that pressure of being on a championship franchise um, and kind of build with, with that young core. Do you think there's a possibility there? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't want Wyatt for, for starters. I don't want him. And, and yeah, we had a, we still do have an issue in that big man spot, but we've got a couple of young guys. In fact, a lot of young big guys that we're trying to develop. We've got Marky Mark Williams. We've got Nick Richards. Nick Richards, who's been great. We've got Kai Jones, JT Thor. So yeah, we don't need another young guy to come Are any in of them and, basketball and, players? Huh? Are any <laughs> of them basketball players? You could have mistaken them for five strangers off the street. Yeah, I didn't say they were established. No, I said we're developing them. I don't. I don't want James Wiseman in, in Charlotte. Oh, I, enough, I read something. Enough. I read something the other day, just quickly. Just speaking of Nick Richards from the Charlotte Hornets, probably one of these players who has gone under the radar a little bit, and he's got one of the best per twenty-five minutes um, really? rating in the in the NBA. Um, so he's a guy who perhaps has gone massively under the radar. Yes. And I think I, I see where Lee's coming from, um, that they do have a lot of up-and-coming developing players. But in saying that, I'm of the opinion that I, I would like to see James Wiseman perhaps have a, you know, like, for example, Marvin Bagley, he's had a yes. change of scenery. And even though injuries have still run rampant to a certain extent, he, I think the change of scenery has done him a, a world of good. Yeah, I agree. Fair play. Hopefully... He gets, he gets the, I guess, the guidance he needs and can get his, uh, his career back on track. Yeah, let's hope a guy so. who, just a final piece for me, a guy who can hopefully get his career back on track after a, a little bit of a layoff here, Kyrie Irving is nearing completion for his re- return. Well, the, the objective set out for him, nearing completion there, for his return to the Nets lineup. Now, we're looking at possibly that happening in the next few days in their matchup versus the Grizzlies. Um, been nearly two weeks since he, since his suspension, should I say. Mm-hmm. Do you think this break will have helped him to refocus? Do you think we might see the best out of him now, or do you think he's too far gone? Like there's, you know, I don't I don't think it's going to change what he does on the court. He he highly separates his off court and on court kind of antics. When he's on the court, he's always, as far as what I'm seeing, he's always bowling. Like this year, he's been great when he's on the court. I don't think it'll make a difference to the way he plays. Um, and I and I don't think it'll make a difference to the way he acts off court. I don't think it'll make much of a difference at all. You, you don't think this, I guess, you know, the the process, the things he had to do to put in place, I guess the actual suspension and I guess almost being called out for what he'd done. Do you think do you do you think there's any, I guess, any chance that this will have kind of altered his his perception of how to tackle things, Rogue? That was poorly um, I, worded, in, but I, I think you get the gist of. I, I do get the gist. Um, in my mind, I still think it comes down to optics again. I think <laughs> he's not necessarily going to come out. I don't think after all this, he's necessarily going to come out and say, oh, geez, the last few weeks was a big waste <laughs> of time, wasn't it? But yeah. at the end of the day, I still feel like he's going to be a little bit disgruntled because I feel like he's been, even though, you know, the steps that he had to go through were much needed and he needed that time to reflect, I don't think in his mind he truly saw anything wrong with what he did. I think there's just yeah. going to be a, a bit bubbling under the surface for Kyrie, as there always seems to be. I think this is probably, it feels like last chance saloon, though, for him, doesn't it? Like, really? I, I, think, I think, if you, think so. Yeah. Think yeah. Like, how many times have we spoken about, you know, these kind of issues occurring? And we're, I reckon we've had this same discussion about four or five different times over the last season and a half. 100%. Just the fact of, is Kyrie going to return? Does he have the is is the mindset there to continue playing at the highest level? Can he do that with his off court thoughts and views and opinions? Yeah. I reckon we'll be having another one probably within the next few months at this rate. I I wouldn't put it past him. He's just uh, he's almost a constant. Like yeah, the constant is to expect the unexpected with him. So mm. um, certainly hope for his sake though we get to see the best of him on the court again. And I, I'm sure for Nets fans out there they would hope for the same. And that, you know, he can help them push forth back into playoff contention. Hmm. Yep. Let's, let's move ahead. The Daily Dribble. So, I, it's, uh, 
Right. As we said last week, this is we had the plan to do this. We've had to we've had to since bump it forward um, to this week. Now yep. we kind of we spoke about the idea of doing a top five for our power rankings and a bottom five. The and way then agreeing on it, and then agreeing on it. Yeah. The, right. Yeah, so the way we're going to do it is we're going to have to discuss it together and kind of come to a, a consensus answer. So we've all got our top five and bottom five, but we need to come together and form a daily dribble top five and bottom five. Now, mm-hmm. I'll just put the little note on mine that all the kind of, the, the, the few notes that I do have in the points and statistics I, I do have were prior to today's games. So yeah, from the three good. games that took place today, none of them have any, any weight or bearing on my actual standings yep. there. Yep. Guys, as always, with all these types of segments, we love to hear from you guys what you think, where we went right, where we went wrong. I'm sure you guys would have very contrasting opinions to us on these on these power rankings, so be sure to let us know what you think. Guys, what do you reckon? Do you want to start with the top with the, the heavy hitters or the shit kickers? I think heavy. Yeah? All right. We'll heavy go to the top end. We might start from five and work our way up um, to the number one spot, so... Ro, do you want to kick us off with your your number five there? Yeah, number five. Now, look, this team at the start of the year, I wouldn't have thought would be getting anywhere near the top five throughout the course of the season. But I've got the Utah Jazz in at the five spot, um, currently sitting at 10 and six. And you go back about a week ago or a week and a half ago, and they're probably sitting in either the one or two spot just based off how good their start was to the season. Um, they've had a few losses recently. I think they've got, had three losses on the trot, which doesn't particularly help their case in the power rankings. In saying that, it can sort of be... You still have to take into account how good their start to the season has been. Yeah, of um, course. And I just... This team is so interesting to watch as an NBA fan. We've had this discussion off air, Nick, but they're, they're just a team of really really solid players. No yeah. superstars, even though Laurie Markinen looks like he could become anything. Yeah. Um, and I, I really I really am intrigued to see if they can keep this up. But, yeah, I've got them at the five spot at the moment in the power rankings. Lee, did who did you have number five? No, let's talk. We should. Did you have the Jazz in there? Um, so I, I think we to, should just discuss. Yeah, it. We, we might do it that way. We're kind of coming up with how we're going to do this on the fly. So I like that. <laughs> like, uh, if you have them four, just talk about them. No, I, I didn't have the Jazz at all in my top five. Me neither. Uh, okay. As you said the other week, Ro, like when we did this, when I did my notes ready for last week's show, I think I had them second or third. Yeah. Um, yeah. Certainly, the recency bias comes in on that losing streak, as you said. Take nothing away from what they've done to start the season, though. I think they've been fantastic and certainly one of the feel-good stories of this season, mm. um, but they just missed out on my top five. Yeah. They have no guidelines, and on paper that would be a bad thing, but it's just letting them p- play so freely. You know, yeah. any any one of them from probably one to seven of them could go off any given night. Yeah. I really like it. Mm. Well, what we might do then, Lee, you and I will mm. give our, our number five and then mm. we can come to a, a consensus answer on where we want to, who we want to lock in at this point in time. Do it all at the end. Do it all at the end when we've done five to one. All right. Yeah. This is this is going to be quite. It's it's a quite a funky situation we've got here. So, <laughs> well, maybe what we do, Ro, you go through your your sure top five, and then Lee and I will follow in behind. Wow. Okay. So if there's any chaos ball at the moment, uh, I love this it. This is chaos ball, but this is how this is how we do it at the Daily Dribble. So. Number four, I have the Denver Nuggets um, currently sitting at nine and five. And I'll tell you what, like they've, they've even without their supporting cast, so even without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. last year, there was still a team off the back of Nikola Jokic who could beat any team on any given night. And there's still a threat, you know, in every single game they play with. But I think particularly this year with their supporting cast back, they've recruited a few really handy role players over the off season. Um, I think they are one of these teams who people for some reason still sleep on them. I don't know if it's just because they're not as attractive as some of the huger market teams. And I I can sort of understand that because yeah, I've, I've sort of, I've been guilty of that at times, um, you know, over my, the course of my life, but um, what do you reckon? Just quickly, the really... analogy. Just, just quickly, just tying in yeah. with that. Do you reckon it might be um, like for for Denver fans? They see it. You know, you seen the movie with Jack Black, Shallow How? 
Yes. <laughs> and they see this really fit, going, <laughs> wicked chick, and we're all seeing a big, uh, you know, not so appealing. Um, yeah. They're not a pretty. They're not a pretty team. Yeah. No. That's no, kind of what I think of when I, 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 like I see Denver fans and a lot of people speak of how great this team is and the potential there, but, and I see it to a certain extent, but I see them in a different light. So yeah, I'll yeah. use yeah. that shallow how reference. <laughs> I like that reference. And one of the all time great movies as well, if, I'm, if I must say. <laughs> um, so yeah, Denver Nuggets are the four spot. And the number three spot, another team who I just certainly didn't anticipate would be anywhere near my top five power rankings. The Portland Trailblazers, currently sitting 10 and 4, um, just had a really incredible start to the season. They're currently sitting first in the West. Mm. I know it's early days, Ron, they're, they've only played 14 games, but I think that even, even if it is early days, they've still exceeded what I thought they could do. They, they, they're just playing really well. Dame Lillard, he's had times this year where he's looks like he's the MVP and like the... Portland Jail play like when your team is top of the West and you're the superstar, obviously you're going to be in those MVP talks. So um, I've really liked what they've done this year so far and I'm happy to have them well entrenched into my um, top five power rankings. Absolutely. Um, number two. Now, one and two was quite difficult, but number two, I've gone with the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. Um, I reckon if it would have been about a week ago, they probably would have been number one on this list. Um, they've, they had a couple of uncharacteristic losses to uh, the Hawks and also the San Antonio Spurs, albeit they didn't have Giannis playing in that game against the Spurs, but still you probably would have had them over the Spurs regardless of if he was playing or not. So um, they've been knocked down from one to two for me and they're still one of the absolute powerhouses in the league and I think they will be for the course of this season. I don't really see them falling outside the top five, in all honesty. I think they're going to be in and around the pitcher all season. Okay. Number one. I know where this is going. Do I even have to say it? My boys, Beantown boys, the Boston Celtics, they've, they've, they always seem to do this. Actually, no, look, they either exceed my expectations or my expectations are too high and they <laughs> and they fail me. But they've been really good. 12-3 start to the season, eight consecutive wins, which is the largest in the NBA at the moment. Yep. Um, top of the East. And I tell you what, like, I think you asked the question a few weeks ago, maybe, Nick. You asked, is Jason Tatum a legitimate MVP candidate? And at the time... I said, I think I said something along the lines of if he can average about 31 to 32 and the Celtics are in top two of the East, yeah. he has a legitimate chance. And look what he's done. He's averaging there or thereabouts. Celtics are just absolutely on Leading fire the to league. start the season. And being without key players, Rob Williams hasn't played a game yet, so it'll be good to have that defensive anchor back eventually. And, yeah, off the back of Jason Tatum and, yeah, Boston Celtics, number one spot, happy to say it as well. Brilliant. Bro, there's your top five. So, sorry, just as you guys go, I'm, I'm just going to write down these lists so at the end mm. we can formulate it together and come up with our plan. Lee, do you want to go with your list next? I'll start with my five. At five, I have the um, Cleveland Cavaliers. Who did you have, bro? No, yours? I didn't have Cleveland. Didn't have Cavs in yours. Mm. They started off the season on a tear. They had an eight-game win streak with two mm. big statement wins over Rose Boys, the, the Boston Celtics which is absolutely massive for them. Mm. Um, Dean Mitch is coming. He's fitting in like butter. He's fitting in seamless. He, <laughs> uh, he, he's having a career year this year. He's bowling. And he will. This will yeah. be his best year to date. Can I just can I just quickly butt in there? Yeah. I've never heard that saying before. He just, he's like just fitting like butter, he says. Yeah, I was thinking smooth. I've heard smooth as butter. I've yes, no, we don't need like mention. <laughs> That's but a new continue. one. Continue. I just wanted to, yeah. Make it I, I think... I think the Cavs, they're turning into an elite defensive team and that starts with Jared Allen. He's been amazing. Um, but then you look at it, they've, they've technically got twin towers as well with Mobley there. Yep. Um, then Garland, God, he's been great. Um, God, think about, I think it was last season or the season before Sexton got injured. And I don't know if it was at that point where they said, okay, we're going to go ahead and proceed with Garland. Yeah. But thank God they did because... Imagine if they went the other other direction. You guys are killing. Um, they've lost six in a row. Week. Hey, 
first 50 piece of the season the yeah, other way. 50 oh, piece. God, that was 50. unreal, wasn't it? Didn't They'd last long six... before MB came and blasted 59, but that's okay. Yeah. Got the first 50 yeah. of the season. <laughs> yes. They've lost six in a row. Why they, they would have been four otherwise, but seeing that they've lost six, look, you've got a fold of five. Um, number four, I've got the Portland Trailblazers as well. They've been great. Um, Dame looks like Dame's back. Like Ro said, he looks like an MVP at the start of the season. He had that little injury, but he's back. I, I feel like we've got Dame time back. Mm. Got to talk about Jeremy Grant. Oh. This guy has been amazing. He's in his last three games. I don't know if he played today, but in his last three games, yeah, 27. <laughs> before that, 27, 29, and 37. But he's also been... Not bad, but he's had he's had some eleven point games, fourteen point game, fifteen point games. So I think it's important for him just to find that healthy medium. Forty nine percent from three. Forty nine percent from three yeah. shooting. And and that's been the story over Jeremy Grant's career as well. He either goes off or he doesn't turn up. So he's had some really good games, but yeah, as Lee said, it'd be nice to find a bit more middle ground as opposed to the yeah. really quiet games and then the really outstanding games but he's been he's been fantastic I, I saw JJ Reddick say something and I couldn't help but add it add it into the pod he said he was underutilized in Denver's offense he was a bit overutilized in Detroit's offense he you know mm. he, he took a big piece of cake there but the, <laughs> the, the, yeah. the Trailblazers yep. seems like a perfect fit for Jeremy Grant and then everyone else is contributing to Winslow he's doing no, nothing offensively but defensively he's setting a standard Simons has been great um, on offense. Hart's been great. Shaden Sharp's been good um, in his rookie year. Um, look, if they keep this up, though, I think Chauncey Billups in contention for coach of the year. High Absolutely. Contention. Absolutely. Number three, who I don't think Roe had in there either, was the um, Phoenix Suns. Yep. Amazing start to the season. Um, despite that last second block Jimmy got on him, Devin Booker's been great. He's averaging 26, 4, and 5. Um, yeah, they've had some trouble on court with Chris Paul health-wise. Um, and then he's, he's also just struggling to find his shot. Um, DeAndre Ayton, he's, he just looks like he's playing like a, like a guy that's been in trade talks for the past offseason. He hasn't been that committed and it's showing, but mm. you can't blame him. Um, yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's the other guys stepping up. Mikhail Bridges, he, he's, he's known for his defense. And that's all he has to be known for. But he's been performing offensively this year as well. He's had some games uh, with points, 23 points, 27 points, 31 points. And I don't know if you've seen his field goal percentage. He's 55% from the field, 46% from three, and 90% from the line. So It's unreal. That's up there with the elite of the elite. He is. He's he's Mikael Bridges is still one of the most criminally underrated players in the entire league. And he's just yeah. making people look silly now. <laughs> he is. He is, absolutely. And the other guys, campaign, he had a 29-point game. Campaign, why are you having 29-point games? Doesn't doesn't need to, but he is. <laughs> why is he? That's why is question. he doing that? <laughs> he's known for his pre-game routines, not his bloody 30 pieces every game. Listen to the NBA. I love it though. Boy. Stepping up without CP, yeah. someone's got to do it. Fair play to him. Number two, I've got the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they've been great despite missing a, still a few valuable players. They're missing Middleton, Connerton. don't know if you guys forgot Joe Ingles is on the um, Bucks, but they're missing yep. him. Yep. Um, but again, it's these other guys that are stepping up. Drew, Drew stepping up. Porter stepping up. Lopez, he had a 29-point game. Again, Lopez, what are you doing scoring 29 points for the Bucks? <laughs> how about you how about you share a bit of love to Javon Carter and uh Marjol yes. Bochamp? Oh, they've been great. Yeah. I don't know about Bochamp. I haven't seen him much, but yeah, Carter's been great. Well, he's been Javon Carter, did he have a 30 piece the other day? Yeah, in their their OT win against OKC, he had like 37 and 12 assists or something stupid. You know when you know you you, you usually get about two or three performances per year from these kind of blokes. Yeah. So you look at the box score at the end of the game and you're like, how did that <laughs> even happen? Like, yeah, that's unbelievable. But yeah, credit to him. Um, I guess likewise, I he's got number one. Yeah. Likewise with Rife, I have the uh, Beantown boys at one. I'll start off by saying, look, I've never liked the discussion of who's the number one. Is it 
is it Brown or is it Tatum? Because in their own rights, they could both be a number one on any given team. No, but in saying one. in saying that, Jason Tatum is having an MVP season. He's yeah. averaging 31, 7, and 4. Yeah. He's been playing flat out. He looks very, very strong. And also, I want to give credit to Coach Joe Mazzula, I think his name is. Yep. After that big kerfuffle with... um. With the uh, word as well, kerfuffle with Ima Adoka. He's yeah. stepped in and just set the tone for these guys. Um, yeah. Sporting cast, Malcolm Brogdon's been great. Um, yeah, yeah, they're my number one. Fantastic. Well, a lot of the teams we've already touched on, so I'll rip through mine pretty quickly here. Um, so, starting from number five, I had the Phoenix Suns flying under the radar big time, nine and five. Uh, seven and one at home struggled a little bit on the road, but I just think especially their performance again, smoking the warriors again, they've done it a couple of times this season just shows their credibility. They did it without Chris mm. Paul as well yesterday. Um, you know, and I think we've almost grown a little bit complacent with how good they are just because they've failed to actually amount to anything over the last couple mm. of years, you know, title wise. Um, but, you know, it's a plus 6.7 point differential. The second in the league at the moment on that front. The league's fifth best defense. Um, I think they're certainly being underestimated. But the way they're playing, I, I think the big kind of caveat hanging over them is the health of Chris Paul. Um, but loving everything they're doing so far at the moment. So I had them number five. Number four, I've got the Pelicans. Oh, okay. Pels. They sit fifth in the West, but they're only a game and a half back of the number one seed. Yeah. They're currently on a three-game win streak. Um, they've got the fifth best offense in the league, the 13th best defense, which is okay given the talent they've got and that offensive mm. firepower. Um, love the way – I love that. We've spoken about it heaps. Love the roster. Love the way it's constructed. Love seeing Dyson Daniels get quality minutes as well. Um, the key for them moving forward will be the health of Zion. And to be fair, I think their championship credibility will really be shown in their next two games coming up against the Celtics and Warriors. Um, but, you know, fifth in the West, as I said, they're knocking on the door of that, you know, that that one, two, three seed, um, three-game win streak. They're really starting to hit their stride now, I, I think. So I've got them fourth. Number three, I've got the Portland Trailblazers. Now, fellas, in cross, cross your heart and hope to die, raise your hand if you would have had the Blazers as the number one seed in the West after 15 games? The hand is staying well and truly down. <laughs> as I said, Nick, I don't think I would have even really had them sniffing around the top five at any point of the season, let alone top of the West. Sorry, but remember when we said, look, what if what if, uh, what if, if the front office is, is brewing something we don't know? You know, I, I went into this season thinking, look, they've just acquired these pieces just to stay afloat, just to yeah. stay, you know, in the play and maybe. Yep. Um, but like like we said, something was brewing in the background. I, I And this is the reason I had the Trailblazers in my five instead of, um, instead of Utah because the Trailblazers look like someone who can carry it, you know, far into the season. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I agree. They've certainly made me a believer now. Um they went down with two seconds to go today to a Royce O'Neill tip. So yeah. that's 10 and five. I When I did this, 10 and four. So I'm using that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they've got the league's sixth best defense prior to today's game mm. at 107.6. Now, you know, Chauncey Billups has really had, it shows the impact he's had on this franchise already. Uh, the last couple of seasons, well, the, probably the last nearly decade, Portland has not been known as a defensive minded team. Um, mm. Since CJ and Dame have been at the helm, it's been offense, offense, offense. Um, but to see what they're doing this season to display that defensive acumen, it just adds another string to their bow. So I've got them third at the moment. And I think for as good as Dame's been, I don't think he's quite reached his full powers yet. No. Um, and, I, and I think if he does, they're very, very positive signs there in Portland. So the number three seed for me for Portland. Number two, I had the Bucks. Um, you know, what more can I say? Been fantastic. 11 and three, eight and one at home. As you guys alluded to, what's been amazing is the output they've been getting from guys whilst Giannis has missed time, Drew's missed a bit of time, Middleton hasn't suited up at all. 
Mm. Uh, those players that you mentioned, Lee, Lopez stepping up, Javon Carter, Marjon Bochamp, um, they've got the 17th best-ranked offense, which isn't great. It's bottom half of the league, but the fact they're doing it without their second secondary scorer in Middleton is not a reason for concern. Uh, but they've got the league's second-best defense at 106.4, only 0.1 behind the Mavs there with the top-ranked defense. Um, but they're, they're a force. They're going to be, once they get their full complement of players back, you know, it's hard to say who beats them, I think. Like I said, I think they're probably the best overall equipped team in the league just for the fact of how do you stop Yarns? That's a question. And to be honest, Nick, like that stat that you brought up before about them having the 17th best offense so far this season, I would almost say that's a good thing, like to to, to be performing as well as they are. Like I know yeah. they're, they're top two in defense, but to be performing as well as they are as per usual and still have so much improvement to come from an offensive standpoint, um, I'd be taking that as, as a positive if I was the Bucks. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. Um but I had to, I've got to make it three from three. The number one for me, the Beantown boys, the Boston Celtics, a league best 12 and three at the moment, riding an eight game win streak. Uh, absolutely flattened the Hawks yesterday, sitting with the league's best point differential at plus 7.1, uh, the league's best offense at 120.4. As you said, Tatum's looking like an MVP candidate. Scary to think what they'll look like when Rob Williams comes back into the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, and just as you said, Lee, what Joe Missoula has done to be able to steady that ship amid all the controversy, all the media, all the heckling and hounding um, has been a real testament to him, to the, the franchise. Um, it's really fantastic what they've done. They've got the Pelicans, Bulls and Mavericks coming up in their next three. Um, I think those three games will really kind of shape where, whether they deserve to be in that top tier of contenders in the league which I think from all the signs over the last couple of weeks, they certainly deserve to be there. We we're kind of saying it was the Bucks and Warriors probably going into the season. Um, I think the Celtics have pretty much staken a claim to a, a spot in that tier as well now. This might be a, a little bit of a silly question, but I want to get your There's no thoughts silly questions, both, mate. Of, both of your thoughts. There are silly questions. You ask them all the time. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, um, in, in all seriousness, though, do, do we think that, because Ime Doka won Coach of the Year last season, I know it's a oh, different yeah. coach, but yeah. does, is there some sort of recency bias with Boston Celtics coach winning the Coach of the Year? Does that take That's something a- away from Missoula? Well, well, I don't know. fatigue with a completely to, different coach. No, but you no, got to think about the it. The same like, franchise, think, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's yeah, a good question. I, I, like, I think even if the Celtics had the top record at the end of the year, I think there'd be something in the... I think there is some sort of voters fatigue, just given the fact yeah. that a Celtics coach won it last year. But um, then you could add it. You could add it to the narrative. I'd say it's more to the narrative that he's come in, settled the ship, and then blasted off with these boys. I, I'd say it, it helps him. It's blasted. I don't off. lift it, off. I don't yeah. think it makes a difference. I think it helps him. In fact, yeah, I think it probably probably helps him, especially if they continue to just run through the field at the moment. Uh, I don't think it should be a detriment to his chances. Especially mm. I don't think it should coach, be. You should get a bump. I don't think it should be, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is. That's, that's all I'm saying. I heard uh, Umad Doka might go to Brooklyn. Oh, then, uh, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. All, that's all but wrapped up now, I think. Uh, signing is on. It? Yeah, Jack Vaughan. Jack yeah, Jack Vaughan, Vaughan signed on. Jack Vaughan, they, uh, why do I call him Jack Vaughan? <laughs> Jack Vaughan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Is, was that their substitute okay. coach? What's that? Was that who was subbing in as coach? He, yeah, he was interim coach. He was uh, signed on as full-time head coach for the next couple of seasons, probably a fortnight ago. Right. <laughs> big, big job for old Jacques. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've got a big job on our hands now, quickly, fellas. We're, this could have been a two-part series, I reckon. If now, like, I could have time? well and truly spent more time on. Well, that, look, it'll teams. be quicker talking about these guys because I don't like. To no, hold on. What we're going to do? Guys. We're going to do. We're going to put this in our 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 five there. So we're going to come to a consensus answer. Ooh. I think what we do, we all lock in number one, the, the Celtics. Yeah, agree. Number two, the Bucks. Yeah, agree. Okay, number three is where we start to get a little bit of difference. Um, I'd Suns. Rowan myself I had, the, had port- the Blazers. Yeah, yeah. Put Blazers there. I had them four. 
All right. I think, yep, Blazers is pretty, pretty comfortable. So, <laughs> pardon me. This is where we start getting into some funky territory. Hmm. So, in the fourth spot, Ro, you had the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Lee, you had the Blazers. So, we'll say Phoenix is now your, your fourth. Yeah. Um, and I had the Pelicans. Okay. But I then just, you I, also had the Suns. I yeah, the Suns. So, given you didn't have the Suns row, yep. Lee, you've got them fourth now and I've got them fifth. I reckon we put them fifth? I, I'd say fourth. Fourth? Put, put them up to fourth. Put them up to fourth. Put Consensus. Fourth. Yep. And then our fifth spot. So the teams we've got to choose from are the Pelicans, Cavs, or Jazz, or Nuggets. Mm. Oh, dearie me. So... Um, I I I I feel like just given they've lost five in a row, we can rule out the Cavs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you happy? I, I think rule out the. I think rule out the Jazz too. Yeah, they're yep. on a three-game losing streak, so, so we're looking maybe at the, take them out. The Pelicans and Nuggets. Um, at the moment, uh, Nuggets at nine and five. The Pelicans nine and six. Um, mm. Pelicans are riding the three-game win streak, whereas Denver lost their last game to the Knicks yesterday. How do you guys want to go? It feels like a bit of a coin flip at the moment. Momentum certainly on the Pelican side, um, but do you bear more weight to the first couple of weeks for the Nuggets there? Look, I'm I'm quite happy to put the Pelicans at that five spot. As you said earlier, Nick, they're only 1.5 games behind the first position, and they're they've got that momentum behind them as well with that three game win streak. So I think I'm personally quite happy to put the Pelicans in there. Lee, where do you weigh in, my friend? I'm happy to put them there. And that's not even taken into account that I've probably watched the most Pelicans games out of <laughs> any team this year. But they, they just have been flat out great. Um, well, so, yeah, five. There's our top five Our top five power rankings for the top five teams. We've got the Celtics, number one, the Bucks number two, the Blazers, number three, the Phoenix Suns, number four, and then the Pelicans, number five. Fellas, Good. let's go to the Misfits. Okay, who Lee, you might kick us away on this one. Um, yep. starting from if you 26, to, yeah, start from 26 down to 30. Yeah, 26. I had Orlando. Um, yeah, they're, they're just in that spot, they're losing, but they're still competing, you know, they're not flat out tanking, they're learning how to win as a team, which I'm really fond of. Um, and that all starts with Bancaro, obviously, he's come in just raw talent, he is. Um, he's averaged 23, 8, and 3 in one block uh, this His season. is hurting my fantasy team. Yeah, I bet. Mm, I bet. bet. He's been out the last four or five, so he'll, he'll be back soon. Guy that I didn't think we'd be talking about ever again is Bol Bol. He's shown what he can do when he gets more than 20 minutes per game. So he's been – he looks nasty. He looks nasty in a good way too. Um <laughs> Wagner's been great. Um, he's averaging 18, 4 and 4. He's just, he just brings that international tinge to the Orlando Magic, which I think every team needs. His footwork is phenomenal. Love him. Um, yep. So I've got Orlando 26. Yep. 27 is uh, I've got my boys, the Charlotte Hornets. They've been nothing but ordinary. <laughs> nothing but that's, ordinary. That's an understatement. And yes, he's, yes, injuries have played a part, but I'd be lying if I said the needle would have moved if they were all healthy. One of um, nine because, in their last 10. Yeah, they look disgusting. Um, Dennis Smith Jr., he was serviceable when LaMelo was out. But honestly, that's all I've got good to say about them. Hayward <laughs> has played four games this season. Terry's been just okay. Lamelo hasn't been amazing since he's returned. And I think, honestly, my Charlotte Hornets boys, they're at a crossroads in terms of maturity and their commitment levels to the team. Um, but in saying that, I think our coaching staff and our front of us needs to build that culture and direction for us to head because we're just at a loss right now. Did you see <laughs> I've LaMelo said it before and I'll say it again. I don't like yesterday. what I'm saying. Huh? Did you see Lamelo roll his ankle on the, uh, on the fan yesterday? Did he? Is he mm. Okay. Uh, he had to have some scans, but uh, I think it came back negative, but I think he's in doubt for tomorrow's game. Right. Oh, great. I reckon, great. We, I reckon we've asked this question. I reckon Nick and I have asked this question to Lee a good half a dozen times since the contract was signed. Yeah, do it. If you had your time again, would you sign that contract? 
<laughs> boys are born I don't in Washington. A, I don't yeah. want to be a player bandwagoner, but the only time I'm going to say I regret it is if Lamelo leaves. Okay. Oh, how sick of a feeling would that be? What if Melo left to the Washington Wizards? <laughs> oh, right. You've I, got to do a reverse. I'd be like, when's that contract running? <laughs> Get on the KP and Coos bandwagon over there in DC. I think, yeah. right? Absolutely. In the Denny bandwagon. Oh, um, shut up. Okay. Denny. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's written off for me. <laughs> 28. 28. I've got your boys, Nick, the LA Lakers. Oh, that's not a, so I'm happy with that. Not a lot to say apart from they've been god awful. Um, <laughs> they're, they're awful now, and God, their future's bleak for them too, Nick. I don't know yeah. if you know what you, you – I think as a basketball podcast, you know what you've got in store, and it doesn't look good. No, um, no. And I don't know if you'd agree with me, but honestly, and I say this with 100% honesty, <laughs> I think the only option right now if they want to salvage any kind of future – is to trade not only AD but LeBron too. Um, in my and opinion, Russ, I think blow the whole lot up, blow it up. That's, Set it alight, he says. And, and Russ, obviously, but that's just what you've got to do at this point. Well, um, rumor rumor has it there was a a plane trip taken to Indiana the other day um, that prompted was it Buddy Hield or was it Miles Turner for a little buddy. AO? It was Buddy. Little yep. little tweet there. Um, acknowledgement so there could be some things in the works there with the trade involving indiana soon so watch this space we'll be sure to keep you updated on it if anything breaks on that front but fingers crossed it does yeah uh 29 i've got detroit pistons they probably could have easily gone above the lakers but look they're at my 29 spot um they're they're just a team you look at and you're like i've said it before but you just know they're going to be good in a couple of years um They've just got to string it all together. But the good thing is they're all improving individually. Cade is having an amazing sophomore season. Killian Hayes, who I thought was going to be a bust, he hasn't been outstanding, but he's been better, yeah, to say the no, least. Absolutely. And um, Jaden Ivey, in his rookie year, he, he's been looking good too. 29 for the uh, Detroit Pistons. Um, 30, I've got the Houston Rockets. Again, they've been pretty good individually in their own rights. Um, I'll start off with Green. His scoring efficiency has looked a lot better than last year. And in fact, he's he's improved all around the board. Um, Shingun has looked great ever since Christian Wood left and he can take his role. He's kind of making it his own. Um, KPJ has been all right. Then it starts going downhill and I'll start with Jabari Smith Jr. He hasn't looked too good at all. Yeah. and obviously yeah. that's partly on him. But then again, I think as a coaching staff, you need to find the right way to integrate this guy into your team and highlight his strengths. Because right now he's kind of just sitting in the corner waiting for the three ball to come to him. And it's not obviously not his element. I think he, he's obviously not a good, a great ISO player, but you need to, you know, make some sets around Jabari. Lay a bit um, of trivia for you. But, can you name me the head coach of the Houston Rockets? Stephen Silas. Very good. I was about Stephen to say, because it, it's, it's one, there's a, there's a lot of changes and it's not a team we talk about too often, but fair play. Got to keep you on your toes on wit's end. So <laughs> press on. He, he, himself, he himself is probably, I know they're last and they're not supposed to be anywhere else, but yeah. it, but he's probably on the hot seat, to be honest. You reckon? Um, but then, yeah, I think so. But then you think KPJ, I feel like he's only staying there because he saved his life, supposedly. <laughs> I feel like he's um, probably just... got another season. Yeah. I yeah. think I think Stevie's got a bit of insurance. I think I think he does have he's I think he, it's rare in the NBA for a head coach to be given a few years to get their team right. But particularly where the Houston Rockets were after they lost James Harden yeah. and the young players and all the, all the change and turmoil that's happened within the locker rooms. I think he's probably got a few years to get them right. And I think, um, a lot and of I these, think sorry. Yeah, you go. You I was going to say go. a lot of the, these teams who are losing at the moment, I think almost get a little bit of a reprieve this season because it's for the Wemby stakes. Yeah, so exactly. I feel like it's almost, Front offices aren't going to be as concerned if teams are losing, um, yes. depending on you know what draft assets they've got coming up this season. But I feel like it might grant a little bit more flexibility for a few of these these coaches. Sorry, Rob. Yep, I'm with you. No, it's all good. No, it's all from me. That's oh. mine. Did you want me to go through them? No, I've got them. Orlando, Charlotte, Lakers, Detroit, and Houston. Yeah, you're up there next, you Nick. 
Nothing gets past me, buddy. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll, I'll rip through mine here. So I've got number 26, the San Antonio Spurs. Um, after a better than expected start to the season, they've kind of come back to earth a little bit, six and nine on the season, three and seven in their last 10, and have now lost two on the bounce, not including their loss today to Sacramento. Uh, they've got the league's second worst point differential at minus 7.5. I think Keldon Johnson, though, has been fantastic. I said little hidden gem. He certainly stepped up in a big way. 23 points, five rebounds, three and a half assists. Um, they've been a fun watch, most notably you know, mm. for the last couple of decades. Uh, we've, we've not been accustomed to seeing Greg Popovich teams shoot the three ball. Mm. But holy shit, from night one, this team came up and just jacked them, jacked them up like they're going up. out of fashion. Have you got oh. a name in particular? Because I do. A, a name for what, sorry? And a name uh, who's been jack who's leading that offense, I'd say, although that three point arc at least. Oh, the, the three pointer has a uh, Josh, no, uh, Devin Devin Vassell. Vassell. yeah, yeah, he's been great. He, he's he's scoring efficiency too. You should see he's his cooking. field goal. I don't have it on me, but I'd say like Keldon Johnson and him are probably equal number one right now. Yeah, yeah, no, they have been a fun watch. Um, mm. certainly been better than expected, but. You know, just with their slide recently, didn't expect anything less. So I've got them 26th. 27th, I've got likewise Lee, the Charlotte Hornets. As I said, one and nine in their last 10. Um, really struggled at home. They're one, yeah. and, they're one and six at home, which has been pretty ordinary. Um, versus three and six on the road. Dennis Smith Jr. was fantastic in the time we did see. Hopefully mm, he can he keep, that, keep that going once he returns. Um, they're big... Their big, I guess, kind of weakness, their Achilles heel has been their shooting, shooting 45% as a team from the field, 32% as a team from three. Um, it's been a big contributing factor as to why a lot of their losses are being by double digits this season, including their opening night loss to the Celtics, which was going down by 41 points. So, <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, 27th there for me. 28, I've got the Houston Rockets. Bottom of the West with a record of three and 12. Um, gave them a little bit of a bump for their win over the Doncic-less Mavs yesterday. Um, two and nine on the road, struggling on that front. But, you know, I wouldn't be concerned with them losing games. It's as we expected. Um, as you said, Lee, Jalen Green's been fantastic. 22, four and three assists so far this season. Really elevating into that, you know, into the top couple of tiers of, of scorers in the league. So mm-hmm. great to see the strides he's making. Well, you have him on your fantasy, right? Yeah, I do. Doing good things too. Yeah, no wonder you've got good things. You've always got a soft spot for these guys in fantasy performing (laughs) well. Absolutely. On the other side of things, you've got an absolute hatred for these guys. (laughs) You pick up and absolutely stink the rumour. Bums. Um, A team I don't have as much of a soft spot for and the players on it, the LA Lakers, I've got 29th. Well and truly under-delivering. 3-10 and record. Already six and a half games back of the number one seed this on the road. It's just garbage. They're zero on five. Yeah. Got the, the league's 26th ranked defense, um, which is just disgusting. I think the move of rust to the bench has certainly been a positive. Um, mm-hmm. Likewise, AD having to step up in bronze absence has been, been a tick. Um, just need that to continue when LeBron comes back. Like the last couple of years we've been saying it's about passing the torch to AD. He needs to, he's got it at the minute. He needs to continue to run with it. Mm. Um, I really think the next little phase, so they've got upcoming games against the Pistons, Suns, and then over the course of their next five games, they play the Spurs three times. Uh, I think this will kind of be the defining point of their season. If they can get at least four wins from these five games, it starts to get back into a a credible stage that they can continue Mm. to build from. If it you know falls apart and they get like two wins, um, I can probably say they're pretty well out of contention already. Um, it's too far to, to come back from even in this early stage of the season. I give you credit because I I am impressed how you still have faith in these boys because I have none. You always it's a fool's hope. It's a yeah. I, I'm just a sucker for pain. I love it. What do you think about? Would you have that on the tables trading LeBron and AD because you got no. You've got no draft picks. You've got no ascending young players. You've got nothing. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, I'm, to be honest, I'm a I'm a live for the moment type guy. I worry about the shit storm for the next five years when we get there. Um, I like Rob Palenka. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that sounds like tomorrow's problem. So uh, I don't know. I I think or at least one of them. I'd be very open for them to trade AD. Oh yeah, certainly. I you know I know there's always been a longingness for him to go to the Bulls. Yeah. No, let's uh, let's take a little uh, little Kobe White number, a couple of draft assets, and maybe a maybe a Vooch in there just so we've got a big Vooch. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So let's see how that one plays out. Uh, number thirty, I've got the Detroit Pistons, a league equal worst record of three and twelve alongside the Rockets. There on a four game losing streak, zero and seven on the road so far, um, with a league worst point differential of minus nine point seven. Giving up 118.2 points a game at the minute is just it's it's pretty ordinary. It, it's very ordinary. Um it's and they traffic just got, cones on defense. Oh they bloody oath they are. And they're mm. just outside of Bogdanovich, they're not getting the offensive output they need to keep up with what they're giving up on the other end. Um and the problem is it's it's a lot of almost ISO ball, a lot of ISO scoring in the sense. They sit 29th in the league for assists per game, averaging only 21 assists a game. Uh, so they need to find ways, especially Cunningham, when he comes back into the lineup, get the ball moving, get it popping, getting these shooters, Bogdanovich, the Sadiq Bays, mm. um, open looks. I think that's going to be going to be key for them moving forward. But um, outside of Bogdanovich being very underwhelming so far. So they're number 30 for me. So at my... 26th spot, I have the Orlando Magic currently sitting at 4-11, and 11, but I think players like Banchero and Bulbo, as we were discussing before, if you're an Orlando Magic fan, I think these kind of guys are enough to give you a smile on any given night. We knew that they simply weren't going to be a team who would be contending even for a playoff spot this season, and I think their record is bad, but there's still enough to keep you excited. And yeah. um, going forward, they're, they're one of my probably teams that I'm really excited to watch over the next few years, just given the fact that their young talent could be could be absolutely anything. Um, at the 27th spot, I've got Lee's boys, the Charlotte Hornets. I just think over the offseason, I don't know about you guys, but you got the feeling with all the distractions and all the scandals and whatnot that this kind of season was, you know, going to ensue. And yeah. it has, and it certainly hasn't helped that LaMelo Ball has only played two out of their 16 games. So um, that's really affected their performance. I don't, I, As Lee was saying before, you wonder with him out there, does it make a significant difference? Like, they're four and twelve. If he's out there, are they suddenly winning another four games? Maybe not. I don't Probably think at not. this point in his career he's that influential in actually winning games. Even though Agreed. he's fun to watch, and you know people also forget about Gordon Haywood, who's missed half the games they've played as well. So I think it's a combination of things for the Charlotte Hornets. Off season obviously wasn't ideal, but then they've obviously had injuries, but they've been really bad to start this season. They have. Um, hate to mention it, Nick, but uh, the LA Lakers coming in 28th spot. Three See, I'm 10. happy with that from both of you guys. I feel like <laughs> they've got they've got overs there, so I'm not disappointed at all. Yeah, look, I've, I've probably, like to be honest with you, I'm probably being a bit too kind, but yeah, I want to move them gonna, down to 29. I was gonna put them last. Yeah, yeah. That like that these last three teams are pretty on even par, but the LA Lakers, I don't think they're a team that scares any other opposition team. And it's crazy to say, given the fact that they host LeBron James, one of the best players, if not the best player of all time, AD, who was meant to be an absolute he was meant to go to the next level before his injuries, and he just hasn't. And Russell Westbrook, who um just hasn't provided what they needed. And I think they're the, they're one of the most underperforming teams this season, even if we weren't. He's been good since he's come off the bench. <clears throat> yeah, he has been. And I, I will give him. MVP chance the other week. MVP chance. Yeah. Goodness me. They, the Lakers they're, they're were raining They're a weird bunch in LA. They're a weird bunch. They <laughs> hop, they, you, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that, Nick. But um, yeah, so 28th spot for the Lakers. Houston Rockets, 29th spot. Sitting at three and twelve at the moment, 
I think like the team who I'm about to mention in the Detroit Pistons, they're a team who is going to take a long while or it's going to take a few years to fully mature and, you know, start contending for a playoff spot. Um, and they've just they've had exciting players to watch at times, but they're not going to be a team who tallies up the Ws this season. Um, but you wouldn't also aren't complaining if you're a Houston Rockets fan because we know what the ultimate prize would be for finishing Absolutely. badly this season. And the team that I just alluded to, the Detroit Pistons, at that thirtieth spot, three and twelve. They've lost four in a row. So in terms of bad momentum they certainly have that bad momentum um they've still showed glimpses there's been guys throughout the course of this season who you know you you're really excited about if you're a detroit fan and Jaden ivy and jalen duran really good pickups in in the most recent draft and um they're guys who i'm just expecting to gradually turn into really key um cogs in it for this team did we all um, rush it a bit this year with detroit do you think like did we all like a lot of did we all rush it a little bit like not just us but other pundits out there you know thought that they might have been a playing team pushing yeah like, that yeah. we might have had them you know probably a year ahead of schedule potentially yeah. i think i think you're right i think you look at their overall roster and they're a super young team. And yes, they've got really exciting talent. And they've got obviously um, Cade Cunningham is a guy who we thought would go to another level. And for some reason, I think we almost thought that that could be the difference, him going to another level, get a key piece like Bogdanovich, who has been really good. Been awesome. Um, but you know, I think it's a bit unrealistic to expect too much out of them this season and yep. even probably this next season or two ahead. There you go. I think this one will be pretty easy for us to put together. So mm. based on Tell that, me other – I was just going to say, tell me otherwise, but I've, I've got our bottom three and I don't think you'll disagree. You ready? Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think Detroit, Lakers, Houston – so Detroit 30th? Yeah. Yep. I think that will lock pretty, that in. I'm pretty happy with that. So let me just write and this Hornets down. 20, and Hornets next. So Detroit, Lakers, Houston, Hornets. And then I think I had the Spurs. You both had the Magic. I'm happy to put the Magic in. Yep. Magic will lock that in. That was <laughs> How that much a, easier was that? That was a piece of piss compared to the top five. So guys, they're recapping our, our bottom five uh, starting at 26th. We had the Orlando Magic, followed by the Charlotte Hornets, the Houston Rockets, the Lakers in 29th, and then the Detroit Pistons taking the crown of the biggest shit kickers in our first power rankings for the season. <laughs> uh, fair play to you, Detroit. At least they're at least they're meant to be there. Lakers yeah. aren't meant to be at 29. No, no. But I dare say if we do this in another couple of months or something similar, they'll be up there. Don't you worry. Wow, you've, you've got, got too faith. much faith. faith. I- I, I'll give you credit though. Yeah. It's... I just want to make a quick mention. There are a few teams that we perhaps disrespected to a certain extent. Yes. Atlanta Hawks currently sitting at nine and six. So I think they deserve an honorable mention. They lost, they've got a one game losing streak, but I yeah. think they've been really good to start this season. Yep. Toronto Raptors mm. as well, Absolutely. nine and seven. Like, I, I, and on a two game win streak, they probably deserved a bit more credit, but um, you only had five spots and, um, you know, the West is pretty tight at the moment. There's a lot of teams who probably could have been fitting into there. If Memphis, maybe a week ago, Memphis may have fit into there. They're currently sitting at nine and six, but on a two-game losing streak, I think they're Don't another you team. Don't you played against the Rockets yesterday? Yes, yep. So that's another one. Um, I'm not saying Sacramento should be in the power <laughs> rankings, but goodness me, they, they've... That I think that they Cooking. are back to a certain extent. What, what, Ro, look at their record for their last 10 games. What are, are they? They're on like eight. They've won like eight of their uh, last seven and three. Seven and three. Okay. Yep. Yep. No, so, sack oh, down. About Jesus. time. About time as well. Like, I'm not going to say anything for another couple of weeks till I've got a longer sample size, but so far, so good. They're starting to creep out of that mediocre territory. Will it continue? Can was, they make the playoffs for the first time in umpteenth years? Um, I think I was 11 years old when they last <laughs> made the playoffs. And how old are you now, so, for the masses out there? No, no one needs to know. Work it out yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 28 well, years like, young. It's a, lo- it's a long time anyway since they made the playoffs. <laughs> 
Our bloody eyes, yeah, and eternity. Guys, as we said, we'd love to hear from you guys where we got, where we went right, where we went wrong. Be sure to let us know on our socials. I'll put up some, we'll put up some posts during the week, um, outlining that top five and bottom five. So be sure to engage and have your thoughts on those ones. Um, certainly looking forward to next week. Hopefully, all being in the studio together once again. Feels like an eternity since we're all sitting on the couch chopping it up together. Mm, I know, I know. So you know, all things going to plan. I might have to have a couple of beverages to celebrate. <laughs> But, it's going to be um, over your spicy cough by then, Nick. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I feel like I'm no on doubt. the back end of it now. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how we go over the next couple of days. I, I tell you what, I'm glad we got through this one. I was hanging on for grim death there, a um, couple of instances. So, Did you I, think it was going to be like MJ's flu game? Yeah, well, I tell you why, I don't have that level of ticker. Not me. <laughs> Not what I've displayed the last couple of days. I had to pretty much crawl my way to the bathroom. So, oh, um, dear. Certainly couldn't have jacked up. You know, how many How many do you have in the flu game? It was... Um, he had more than he should have had. More than he should way. have. Absolutely. So, mm. no, certainly looking forward to chatting with you guys next week. Um, guys, as I said, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Um, and be sure to stay tuned early next week for my next episode of our NBL Focus show. Guys, till next week, from myself, Rowan Lee, have a great week. Enjoy everything that the NBA has to offer, and we will talk to you soon.